All right, motherfuckers, I'm back. Welcome back. Yes, sir. Cheers. Good to be back, boys. Just got back from a two-week holiday, uh, and that holiday went to Singapore and Philippines. Which, by the way, Philippines, fucking amazing. Would highly recommend that one. Also, just in case his his boss is listening, it wasn't a holiday. He was hardworking, all that kind of stuff. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, no. No, he he was on the same page, right? When I left my job, so like on my last two days, I didn't like use any leave, but I I wasn't working those days. And he was just like, don't forget to sing some beers for me. What a king. I was like, yeah, fucking hell. Anyway, boys, welcome back to episode, what, like 82? 83. 83 of the Milk Bucket Podcast. Man, you know what I was thinking? What's that? You know, you know, people have these travel Instagram pages where they like talk about their recommendations and everything's eight out of 10 and yep. Yep. nothing's below that. I want to start an honest page where I can shit on shitty, uh, like just be fully honest. If it's nice, it's nice. Yeah. But if it's shit, you just say this country is rated two out of 10. This country it, is rated two, out, two out, 10. out of 10. Not the places in the country, the country straight yeah, up the, sucks. Yeah, the country shit. It was great when uh, Anthony Bourdain was this old, like he did travel shows, right? And he was like a chef. Yeah. Um, And he did this, did this series called like World's Mysteries. And it was really interesting because he really, he brought you into the place. Oh yeah. And so he did one in Southern Italy where, um, He's going around like Naples and stuff, looking at how they first invented pizza, all this kind of stuff. And it's, you really feel like you're there and he gives you this like insightful thing, but he's so honest with shit. So they're filming in the in the bay in Naples, right? Yeah. And before it started, some dickhead is like in a fishing boat behind him and he threw a fish he'd already hooked into the water so that he could like pretend like he hooked it on oh, fucking no cam. And Anthony Bourdain's like, look at this fucking dickhead. Even in uh, even in like the most organic area, you still find the fakest people. And he kind of like used that as a metaphor for what like Naples was. It's like, it's it's hustling, but no one's ever getting anything done and all this <laughs> shit. And he's just like, look at this retard over here, just throwing a fish back in. I've seen you, bro. What are you doing? Uh, <laughs> but I'm glad you started off in this tone because now I'm going to continue down this tone. The Singapore. reason why I've got this feeling is because Singapore is a shithole. <laughs> no, that's no, 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 so no. surprising. That's, that's not a joke. That is, that is what it is. I've never been, but I've seen like photos of the airport and everything. It just seems like such a, beautiful country yeah i think it's a two-day town like like vegas man i don't think clean yeah maybe uh, to me yeah clean there's pretty lights and shit yeah it seems like a fake city Mm, it seems like dubai it's not as it's not dubai it's not to the extent of dubai yeah but it definitely is a fake city and i've narrowed it down to three reasons why the city's a shithole okay and now let me tell you firstly if you're there for a weekend if you're there for one day like on a layover it'll be beautiful you'll love singapore if you're there for two days you'll love it as well three days mm, you'll start to kind of see the cracks there it's like if you're there long enough to keep the wool over your eyes exactly man after a certain while you start questioning things like you think at, at the first time you see it you won't notice You'll be like, ah, it's just a city. This just happens to be a lot of old people working. And then I want you to see it going on, like on and on. So, so let's get into these reasons. I've got them written down on my phone. So the reasons why I hate Singapore. Yeah. So three reasons what makes it like a shithole. The first reason is that you can like everywhere you go, you see old people working. Like how old are we? 75, 80 years old. No way. Everywhere. When they're like really bad posture, like scoliosis kicked in. Bad posture, bad attitude, (laughs) like like just depressed at life and all that shit, right? Like, like, Like a normal old person, but usually they're refined back to their house or like they live like a kind of comforting life. The government's supports them a lot. They've got a property, like shits, they're fine. You know, they're, they're living all right. Yeah. And they've got everything they need. And that's like the majority of, of, of seniors in, in a first world country, yep. like Australia at least, but not in Singapore. They're all working in the fucking Hawker centers, making four or $5 an hour. What's a Hawker center? Oh, this, oh, coming up to that one. Okay. So, and and this is this is the thing with Singapore. Like, and, and I, I want to get a little bit into the business here, but like a normal first world country and actually most countries, when you see that the way income is distributed across the people and across households, it's usually what we'd call a positively skewed normal distribution. Gotcha. So it means there's a, there's a decent amount of people earning around the middle class and then it kind of tilts down to like the, the higher echelon of society and there's less and less people earning more money, right? Singapore is exactly like that 
for 80% of the population. And then you get to the point where it's about 20K per month, which is usually very rare that people earn that. Yep. And 20% of the population earns 20K per month. And those people aren't the locals. They're the, they're the white expats that have come from overseas. And I have nothing wrong with, it's not just white, white, Indian, yep. um, all over the world, people will come there because they make shit tons of money on low tax. But you have this weird split where 20% of Singapore are millionaires. And then yeah. you have the locals. And the locals are earning on average 1.5, 2K a month before tax. It's like, very, very low money. Exactly. And for people at home, it's a very similar com- uh, translation to Australian dollars. So yeah. it's like 0.91 or some shit, I think you were saying. But, yeah, it's almost exactly the same. So why same about- it, does they, Do they just pay low for like every job that we have here? Or what's why do they pay so little? Yeah, like, like you just go to the stores and like you'll see a hiring uh, assistant manager, 2K per month. Oh shit, okay. Hiring, uh, hiring casual staff, 1.5K per month. Like it's just low pay for the average for the average uh, Singaporean. And then I talked to about three or four locals there and I was saying like, you know, how how is it living as a Singaporean? and local and they all say the same thing it's very fucking hard and the reason why is because you have the expats earning a shit ton of money driving up the rent prices yep. so rent is extraordinarily expensive and then you have this country where it's like singapore is known to be one of the best asian countries it's got the second highest gdp per capita it's over 100k yep. yeah. per person and but it's it's not on average it's it's this 20 percent that's just driving it the fuck up so yeah these expats are they working for singaporean country uh companies yeah. or so they might work for an like over like an American bank, but in Singapore, like so a JP how come Morgan. they're getting paid? Oh, okay, I see. Yeah, right, in Singapore, right, right, and, and it's because there's a lot of de- like all the Asia deals happen in Singapore. Yeah, you know, so so the, and all, it's a massive port, massive airport, mass like for everything is it goes through Singapore really. Okay, it's a great business capital, and so so that that leads to a lot of in, inequality. And then so you're saying okay, if you have 10 million people in a tiny little country, how five million, get, same five, same population as Sydney, five million people, yeah, yeah, in a tiny city. Just to put in context, driving from one side of the country from the east coast uh where the airport is to the west coast where where it's just housing is it's 30 minute drive so it's a tiny fucking country right you'd be like oh shit wouldn't there be a lot of cars well no there isn't it there's there's almost no cars and the cars that are there you like you'll go by there's no toyotas there's no nissans there's no like fords it's all mercedes bmw lambos every car is really nice and you're thinking like how the fuck is every single car on the road a really expensive car so i asked locals they have something there called coe or car tax so when you buy a car, you have to pay a hundred thousand Singaporean dollars for you to buy ten years of car tax. You got to pay it upfront. Doesn't matter what car you have, if it's a Lambo or if it's a Prius, you pay a hundred thousand and it lasts for ten years. Just to drive a car. Yeah, and then after that ten years, you have to renew it. So, so you're thinking about it, like, why would you ever buy a thirty thousand dollar car? Yeah. If you're going to buy a car, you're going to buy a one hundred fifty thousand dollar car or a four hundred thousand dollar car, yeah. and the hundred thousand means less. Does Uber exist over there? Oh yeah, Uber exists there. So, so work vehicles are exempt from that. So taxis okay. are exempt from that. Um, pickup trucks. Um, vans and stuff. And I think the idea would probably be they don't want as much pollution as every other Asian city and they don't uh, want- I don't think so. I, and, and let me tell you what this leads to. So sure. like, that's what you might think in theory. Yeah. But like, so it, it, like all of these things make sense in theory, but then when you see it, you're like, fuck, like this, this is not a livable city. This is not a fun city to live in. No one has a car. Public transport is shit. You have to wear a mask. Like they're so scared of COVID, right? And this brings me to my third point. So I don't want to get here too much, but okay. so, so you have only the rich people are allowed to have cars, right? Alcohol is more expensive than Australia. Buying a beer is around 12 Singaporean dollars. That's shocking. And, and a, Hawker, a Hawker center, which is like the cheap center. So you're saying, okay, how do these how do these people that are not earning that much money, how do they live? Like how do they, like you go to a restaurant and a meal is $25. Like how, how are these guys surviving? Well, what happens is the government subsidizes these Hawker centers. And it's just centers with lots and lots of shops and the government pays like half of their expenses. They give them almost free rent. They give them massive long, massively long leases at no cost. So they sell food pretty much at 
lower than cost price because it's all getting subsidized. Yep. So you can get meals for four dollars, five dollars. Oh, like me, like me and the girl, my girl that I was with, we'll go, we'll go together. We'll buy three or four meals and it'll be twenty dollars. Like you know, a really big set of food and drinks as well and all that. Like not alcoholic drinks, but just normal drinks. Yeah. And it's so cheap. And so that, that's kind of what happens. So you have this divide between the rich people and then the poor people. All the poor people go to the hawker centers, all of them. Yeah. You never see someone wearing a shirt in a hawker center. And then you go to, maybe unless it's in Hawker Center in the CBD, but every other Hawker Center is going to be all like just, just your average Joe, the people that service the rich. Yep. And then you have the rich people that are all eating in restaurants and like you'll, you'll never see them go to, they won't even touch foot in it because it's like, I don't want to eat where they eat. Uh, so you have this, really uh, and like at first I love these Hawker Centers. I'm like, the food is amazing. The, the vibe is, is like, it's okay. And I'm like, this is awesome. But then after a while you're like, fuck, I'm, I am like, I'm like sitting with the poor people, which yeah. I have no problem with, but I don't want to play this fucking game. And if I am going to play the game un fucking involuntarily, I don't want to be playing for the rich side. I don't want to be spending my money playing the stupid fucking game. Yeah. So that, that I felt that realization on my third day there. Your third day. Third day, okay. I was like, why is there no one here in a suit when I were pretty close to these offices? Like no, like all the suit people are going to the air conditioned restaurants where meals are $25 a piece. And then everyone else, like the people that are like waiters wearing the waiting shirts and stuff. And the people that are taxi drivers and like they're all the people that are servicing the rich are sitting in, in a, you know, in the Hawk centers. It was so interesting because while you're away, like you're obviously a person that sees the best in everything. Yes. But the fact that we weren't hearing about how great Singapore yeah. was, James and I knew something was up. Yeah, bro. Like it, it honestly, it's, it's a really surprising. And then, then it takes me to my third and <laughs> final, final point here, which is the fucking massive forced enforcement of everything. Like, the, you know, in most countries, inside is, is the no smoking area, outside is the smoking area, right? Keep it clean, don't fucking toss your ciggy, put it in the bin, right? Yeah. Or in the cigarette area, not in Singapore. They've got little taped up areas and they cover them up with, with tall trees, like three meter tall trees, and you can smoke inside there and that's it. And the cigarettes are expensive, not expensive as Australia, maybe 20 bucks for a packet, right? Okay. And it's like- Very expensive for Southeast Asia though. Very expensive for Southeast Asia. Like to put it in context, in Philippines, I was buying packets of ciggy for like $3.50, yeah. like Marlboro yeah. Ice Blast. And um, over there, maybe it's $20 for a packet. And, and you just like, everything is so forced. Like people don't want to keep it clean. Like you go to the bin and there's trash all around the bin. Like, like literally right next to the bin, there's trash all around yeah. and the bin's not full. So like people aren't doing it because they want to. They're doing it because they're forced to. And then like there's this, like, everything is just like, it, it's really forced to be in there. Like you have to keep it clean. You can't have a car unless you're rich. You can't drink unless you're rich. You can barely smoke unless you're rich. Yeah. Like it's like, it's literally a country I, I described it to the girl. Uh, this was a bit morbid because I was like right in the middle of it. I yeah. described it as a prison. Really? Oh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a prison of modern slavery where you have people that think they're in a relatively well-off country because they're earning way more than like a Philippines or a yeah. Malaysian country or an Indonesian like island, right? But then they're spending all their money on their rent and they can't afford to, like they're not actually saving much on two and a half thousand dollars. Of course, month. yeah. Even though someone in the Philippines earning $500 a month is balling and they're saving tons and they can support their family. You can't do that in Singapore because of the expats. Yeah. And you're also living a, a low a low of society life. You're living a, a, a lower class life. You have to eat the Hawk Centers. You have to do this. You can't drink at all. You can't have, like you can't party and have traditional fun because that costs too much. And then it's a prison where everyone is there servicing the rich because the government needs those tax dollars. That's how they pay for everything. And they pay it all from the rich people. 
So they, they, their entire thing is looking after the rich, make it really, really lavish lifestyle for the rich people. Great shopping centers, great malls, but only 15% of the population are eating that because it's it's the it's the millionaires that live there. And they're the ones that are buying all this shit. And they're the ones that are that are like, it, it's it's honestly, it's a prison system where the slaves are, are all there to support the rich. It really it. does. It really does sound like they were trying to do a Dubai thing, hey? Mm. Build crazy infrastructure mm. so people come, but have this underclass that will never be able to escape it. And a purely there to sustain the rich. Bro, so I was talking to my barber, right? And I was, I was asking him like, what do you, what did you want to do? So like, what, what do you think about- Sydney? Over there or here? Over there, over there. Oh, so, by the way, just real quick. I went to the barber yesterday, our barber, mm -hmm. and the guy, literally they love Baz so much that they say like, oh, is Baz back from his holiday? Did he have a good time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're all like checking in That's so no funny. No way, That's yeah. so jokes. I've been getting good treatment because I know a Palestinian yeah. dude and they love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's jokes. Yeah. So I was talking to my, the barber over there and I was telling him like, you know, why, like, why are so many old people working? And he's like, we have a saying in Singapore, which is you can die. So the saying is you can die, but you can't get sick. Really? Because the bills are too much. Like you Jesus. need to keep working. You need to keep working every single day. You'll never be able to buy a property. You just need to keep renting, keep working, and you can die, but you can't get sick. That's like a proper rat race. That's, it, that's fucked. It is literally that. And then like the, everyone is so cold over there. Like I, I told you guys before, yeah. like I went to a Boost Juice. Boost Juice is supposed to be like <laughs> the friendliest, fittest chicks that work yeah. there. Like you can't order a Boost Juice without them like being so bubbly. And like, yeah. I think that's half the reason why they do so well. Yeah. Like, you go there, yeah, a good feeling cup. Exactly, a good feeling cup and all that. So I'm like, I'm gonna go to the Boost Juice. There's fit chicks working there. So I go there. Um, order my juice. Uh, so I go there, stand on my, like, hey, how, how are you going? And she's like, what do you want? Looks yeah. at me, what do you want? That's and I, fucked. And I was like actually visibly shocked. I'm like, fuck, do you, do you guys do mango tango? <laughs> 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 and, she, and then she's just like, okay. And goes and makes it. It's the shittest think, mango tango I ever had. Do you know what I think the issue is? I feel like it's the biggest red flag in any country, area, whatever, is when politeness is at the highest level of the like hierarchy of how you treat people. When when pure like when pure politeness is pushed so hard, you end up actually getting ruder, more sometimes racist people, sometimes just classist people, because there's no atmosphere. It's very cold. It's like yeah. like you think you think about every uh, depiction of like a rich a rich English father on TV. Yeah. It's always he's the coldest person. He might be polite when guest comes over, but he's like, hello, son. Yeah. yeah. Are you doing well? Yeah. That's good to hear. See you like in the next six months, you know? Yeah. And I feel like a lot of Asia has this problem, at least the Northern bits of Asia. Singapore is mm. a bit unique because it's amongst Southeast Asia, which is a bit like, ironically poorer, but has better atmosphere because people aren't like living for the rat race a lot of time, right? Yeah. But it's the same thing in Japan where everyone's very polite, but a lot of times it doesn't feel like there's a soul to the city at all. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not surprised at all with Japan. I, I think it would be actually even worse. Yeah. Cause they're like, they're so much more polite. They're so much more like, like this is what we do. We don't break the rules. This is this is the, how the way things are. The worst thing is with Japan, it's got a big enough population and it's got, uh, and it's got a lot, enough history that they've got a big counterculture yeah. going on. So it's like, you've got all the businessmen who, you know, kill themselves at 50 because they haven't worked hard enough or whatever. Yeah. But you've got the youngins who are like, trying to break free, you know, literally like they look like the Tokyo Drift kind of people mm. where they're like trying to rebel against the parents. But Singapore shit. is so small and so easily monitored that you would think it'd be very hard to get away with a counterculture over there. Yeah, man. Because the government could it's easily put a stop to it. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm, yeah, I'm 100% in agreement with you. Bro. And I'm like, now, now on the contrary, went to Philippines for four days. I fucking love Philippines. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. Like I've been to a lot of Southeast Asia. I haven't been to a lot of uh, East Asia, like Japan, Korea and stuff. But I would say Philippines undeniably is the friendliest country in Asia. I the wouldn't. I, 
You go, sorry. Yeah. So the people there are just so, yeah. like you just walk anywhere, even in Manila, I was in the airport in Manila and they just, everyone's just so happy. Yeah. Everyone's like so bubbly. They have like these American accents. Yeah. And the English is, is like as good as in Singapore. Like the English is phenomenally in good. Philippines. Yeah. Everyone is just so bubbly. Like you talk to the, like, you go to the cafe, like the coffee shop in the, um, in the airport, everything's so cheap. Like you can buy, like you go to, um, they have the Starbucks equivalent, which is like uh, Seattle's best coffee. Okay. And um, they're everywhere in the Philippines. And then you, you, like, you go, they order like a, a pesto pasty and a fucking this and this and pastries and coffees. And it's like $7 altogether in the airport. I wouldn't be surprised if Philippines was the most friendly country in the world, let alone Southeast Asia, because they've got such a, like a, it's like they know they're poor, but they make the best of life. And mm. they've got like the influence from the Spanish. So, you know, they also dance and stuff yeah. like that. It's like, it's a very interesting society. Whenever you meet Filipinos, uh, ironically, we had a Filipino at our high school who yeah. like, wasn't the friendliest. Yeah, he wasn't. I don't think. Yeah. But the average Filipino you speak to, they're so yeah. fucking bubbly and happy and shit. Like they're so, like, and they speak so, like they might have broken English, but they just want to keep talking. They just love yeah. conversation with their terrible English. And like, I, we were on these, all these boat trips on the island we're at. And like, I've got to show you guys these videos. Like I'm, I might even post them on, on, on the Instagram or on the story or something. Yeah. And then you just see like all these people that are on the boat and they're just like in awe, like they're all sitting down there smoking ciggies, like on the boat, leaning back, looking at the water. And I'm like, motherfucker, haven't you been here your whole life? Yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah. He's it's admiring. Still, and I'm like, do you ever get bored of this? He's like, man, I've never been bored in this job. Like, he's like, I'm, he's like, I love my job. And he's he's making, I think he made 10,000 peso per month, which is What's around, that? fuck, I think it was 30 to one, 30 to one. So he makes $300 a month. Oh, fuck. $300 a month he makes. Huh. And and he's like, I've, I, I love my job. You could live like kings there. Island yeah. living, bro. Yeah. And he, his name is fucking, what was his name? Marlon De La Cruz. Uh, it's always like, Cruz. I'm going to take yeah. his name down because he's the dive master. And like, man, he's, yeah, they're just, everyone's so happy. They just love life. They live in such a beautiful climate. It's not humid. It's very nice weather. It, I got to say, I thought Manila Airport was a shithole. The airport? Because the food options were so bad when I flew. Uh, yeah, but same with KL. No, but KL has like an actual like big fucking food court area with like Maccas and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Whereas in when we were in Manila, um, there was like the food option was these hot dogs with watery fucking sauce and that was about it. Watery sauce. Mm, yeah, it was weird. It was like gross looking sauce. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I can't comment on the Manila airport because I was just yeah. in the lounge the whole time. The lounge oh, big dog. The lounge was amazing. Ooh. I want to bring something up that you said yesterday yeah. about Philippines yeah, yeah. while we're on the subject. So I've been looking been talking, at you. you yeah. Just for the people at home, Aaron's been smiling with something he's waiting yeah, to say yeah. for like the last five there's, minutes. There's no way I could <laughs> let this pass without bringing okay, say okay. it. I hear. So, <laughs> Basil's been talking about all the best things about Philippines. Right, yeah. but there was yeah. one con. They don't have mojitos. They don't apparently. have any mojitos. <laughs> they don't have no, mojitos. Went, so he was to, searching high and low. Bro, so I went to. I went he to, searched every square inch of every island. <laughs> so, yeah, so I went like ironically, not Google. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get this right. So I reckon. Mojitos, <laughs> mojitos are one of the best cocktails, especially when you're on the water. Oh, like fantastic. Minty, it's Too bad lemony. they're not there. <laughs> and then I, so we go to there. The first thing, we, I don't even look at the menu. Give me, get, get us two mojitos, please. And we don't do mojitos. We're like, what the fuck? Like, do you not do cocktails? He's like, no, no, no it's, it's extremely hard to get white rum in um, in Philippines. So, so we don't sell mojitos. I was like, all right, no worries. Get us some GNTs. Went to the next bar. Two mojitos, please. No, sorry, we don't do it. We don't do mojitos. I'm like, fucking hell. Two GNTs then. And then we, it happened three times. So I was like, okay, they don't, I guess they don't sell fucking mojitos in Philippines. And then with Baz's yeah, personality, yeah. he says it doesn't sell it in all the Philippines. All <laughs> not, Philippines. In, not in the one small island that we went to that was like a tropical place that <laughs> probably has fucking, it's hard to import. <laughs> you know, yeah. there's not flight, pla- uh, flight plates to there, so it's more expensive. No, 
everywhere in the Philippines. <laughs> 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 flights. I caught a flight. Now, Aaron, what did yeah. you do when you heard this information? So I Googled it. I wanted to fact check because Basil's kind of been known for stretching the truth from time to time. <laughs> All right. was, so, it a, was it a hard search? Well, no, it wasn't. It turns low. out it's their national fucking drink. They're known for their mojitos. Aaron literally Googles it. He's like, dickhead, there's a place called like uh, Mo's Mojitos or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, that was a fucking joke. So. Yeah, that's such a good meme. But I'm, I'm the one who's most annoyed about that, man, because I missed out on mojitos. I'm like, I, I mean, so by the beach is a vibe. It's such yeah, a good really vibe. Is. And I'm the other thing, bro, man. Peter's pretty great. Speaking yeah. of which, bro, coconuts there. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God, bro. They're the most juicy fucking big ones. And like, when you scrape out the coconut from the inside, it's so like, it's just incredible, bro. I want some coconut water. I feel like coconuts Man. in Thailand were the same. When uh, when I was at PP Islands, they had like all the cocktails and shit like that and they could serve it in the coconut. Mm. And it was just so much nicer than the top juice one. Yeah, that's really good, <laughs> bro. I mean, the coconut water in bottles, I actually don't like. Yeah, no, me neither. I think that the ones in coconuts are just fine. I don't know why they taste so different. I really want to try it because Woolies sells coconut water, as we know, but they have flavored coconut water. So yeah, like chocolate you, milk one. Hey. There's a watermelon one. Jesus. And because you can't buy watermelon <laughs> juice at Woolies, I need Ooh. to I need to find another entry entryway. Do, in, do so. you like bottled um, coconut water? I haven't, oh, actually I had it last night. Um, and you liked it? It was okay, yeah, but I was very drunk. How'd you have it last night? Yeah, why? What was the, the cocktail or something? Or? No, no, just um, at someone's house. She just drank some coconut she, she, What's the story here? No, no, it was why just like- um, was, this, uh, was this after a smash? <laughs> yeah, I needed to be Rehydrate? <laughs> yeah, literally. Oh, it's really actually, good to rehydrate. You needed yeah. the electrolytes. Yeah, yeah like genuinely. Just smashing, like, do you have any water? And she's like, I've got coconut water. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm She's water. very bougie though. Fucking buys $18 granola. Hmm. Fucking expensive taste, man. Decent yeah. I mean, I, I think that's a, I think that's actually a good trait in girls. I think materialism looks great on girls. It doesn't look good on guys. That's not materialistic at all, though. Like it is a little bit. Uh, it, it's on a, yeah, it's not a material, a material thing. Like you're not, it's not, you're not buying like clothes for a look. You know, yeah, I think but, they're both. But why? Yeah, exactly. Why? Why do you buy clothes for a look? Because oh, you know, better style, they better fabrics, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. In reality. You know, it's it's a t-shirt. Maybe the cotton's slightly better, but mm. like, is it a hundred dollars better? Yeah, but I think- Same thing with granola. Yeah, but having like, think about when it comes to steak, you know, a really expensive steak. Is that being materialistic? Sure, mm. but do you think that these, cause with granola, what is, yeah. with steak, Look, you can I, see I them hardly. I, I have no, I have no <laughs> explanation. And I asked yeah. her like, like Jesus Christ, you're buying $18 granola. And she was like, oh yeah, but the shop is like one minute away compared to five minutes. Oh, so, yeah. so did you give her a bit of shit? Like, did you have a bit of a roasting? I, I didn't roast it that hard, but I was just like, what the fuck? So like, so this is the trend I usually see. Like I usually feel like guys are usually roasting girls, but where can I go for a girl to roast me? It's really um, hard. Like, I feel like online girls are just, uh, like in real life, girls are too nice and they just never roast you. But like, maybe there's somewhere you can go online. I don't know. What do you reckon? Online? I have heard of one place. Oh, what? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So do you have Discord by chance? I've got Discord. Oh, Who does have Discord? There's this excellent bot called EmmaBot. What? Oh, what? Yeah, you guys haven't heard of it? No. Holy never. shit. I feel like we've talked about it like 20 times on this podcast. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what does EmmaBot do? Well, you can add it to your Discord server and she will abuse the shit out of you. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You fine. will say anything. She will call you like a small penis man. Oh, no Jesus. way. Yeah, she will. She would say that you don't have any parents and even when, they, when you had them, they didn't like you. Oh. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Fair. Okay, shit. So you're saying I, if I have my Discord server with my friends, yep. I can add her in and she'll roast them for yeah, me? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, that's, okay, I'm going to download you know that right part? now. Yeah. Free of charge. Ooh. What? I know. Are you telling me with the link in our bio, they can download Demobot free of charge? I'm fucking telling you that. Fuck oh, me. Yeah. Flip my flapjack right. seven times. <laughs> you've, you've convinced me. No need for the hard sell. I'm going to go down to the link in the description and download Demobot. Guys, what is your favorite saying? Because flip my flapjacks. Flip oh, my flapjacks is one of my favorites. I, I can tell you my one actually. So um, 
Uh, uh, invite me to something that I would obviously want to do. Uh, I do want to go surfing. With Pope Touch Kids? Oh, uh, that's from South Park. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I got it from your mate Gavin. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, really? it to yeah, he he said, said that at that party. Or, or one of his friends did. But, yeah, you know, yeah. He had that little, the little Jew group. And oh like, yeah, that was so weird. He, well, there was one other Jew. So my friend Gavin, he's Jewish. He bought- Wasn't it three? Oh, there may have been three yeah, actually. Yeah, three yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, we but like one of them was the most Jewish people person I've ever yeah. seen in my life. The fat beard. It was him. Beard. It, was it was him. him. It was the fat beard no, guy. Yeah, yeah. He's a sick guy. When he's he so rocked funny. up, I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, he was my favorite one out of them. Really? I love yeah, playing I really the fucking Hava, Hava. Playing on a speaker. Imagine that. He's like, oh, I've got a song to you. He puts that shit on. No, I really liked them. And that was like, he just kept on saying that. I was like, you want to have another Siggy? He's like, with the Pope Touch kids. Yeah. The Pope Touch kids. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Would you guys, for a million dollar fucking salary per year, right? Still got to pay taxes, all that kind of stuff. But you have to go full, not Orthodox. What's the other type of Jew uh, that's in New York? Um. They anyway. They're the guys uh, who essentially wear like the black kind of dress things, like the oh. robes with the curls. Oh, and they got the hats in on. The suburb I grew up in. Oh, are you yeah, real? Yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. see them as much. Oh, I mm. see them every Sunday. That's so funny. But would you, Would so that's your get up. You can't use electricity on Sunday or Saturday, yep. whichever one it was. You know, you have to go to temple every week. Like, would you Would you be full on, follow every rule of Judaism, but you get a million dollars a year? Well, these, these are the Hasidic Jews. Hasidic, yeah, yeah. Hasidic, Hasidic, Fuck, yes, I would. Yeah? One million dollars for one year dollars? of hell? Easy. Wait, wait, no, 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 no. You, you get the salary as long as you participate. Oh, every year. Yeah, but I do, yeah. It, for, I do it for one year. Oh. Yeah, yeah. You can't eat pork, you can't eat shellfish. You gotta get circumcised right oh, away. Shit. You gotta get do sucked. I, <laughs> wait, do I actually? Of course. Yeah. Oh no, really? I'm not doing that. You can't, use, you can't use any electronics on Sunday. Do you know what they do? Uh, yeah. How sneaky is this? Apparently, uh, probably not the full on practicing ones, but the ones that are like half practice, they'll leave the lights on on the uh, on like the Saturday and then just ex- essentially eat that energy mm-hmm. overnight. And then they'll still have lights the next uh, morning. Yeah. Or like they'll have uh, they'll have lifts just going automatically to every floor. Yeah. And they also have, um, what's it called? They have, they leave the oven on, oven on all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't yeah. push buttons or some shit, right? But you can't do Is any work. Thing? Like on Sunday, you can't do any work. So right. like you can't turn on the oven. Yeah. Like you can't do that. Like, which makes me think like, what about opening the door? But I, I, I don't know. I've heard that you can't open doors for some reason. I don't know if that's cap. My follow-up question to that is, if you're like all the Jews that are in high finance, investment banking, like obviously occasionally they're going to need to work on Sundays, but can they just be like, hey, sorry, bro. It's like- Religion thing. Yeah, it's it's Sundays. Yeah, but I don't think those are the Jews in investment banking. Oh no, but like I'm sure there's, it's definitely like a very Jewish industry. Like there's a lot of- Oh, for sure, yeah. There's got to be some. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, maybe it would be good for networking to do this deal. Oh yeah. (laughs) Like get, get the LinkedIn connections. Get invited to um, bar mitzvahs. Mm. That would be really fun. I mean, it's so funny that um, that w- Warren Buffett didn't get allowed into the bank that his fucking like mentor worked at because it was a Jewish only bank. Yeah, yeah. and he's just like he that was a thing back in the day. Two years later, he did. Oh, did he? Yeah, he was just like he was also born in the thirties, bro. Yeah, like, he was. He's very very old. Yeah. So like, yeah, I think I think two. Yeah, it was Ben Graham, right? Yeah. Benjamin Graham was like, we, I want to like you're a prodigy kid. I want you here. But we can't because of this yeah. policy. What's funny Can is like, he was a- yeah, he, he refused Jewish? to. I think he refused to. Oh. Yeah, well, like he didn't want to. Man's got morals. What's yeah, funny is he grew Jewish. up in Nebraska in the thirties. Like 
not the most fucking friendly place to the Semites. Mm. So yeah. the, like he was a progressive beyond his terms saying like, oh no, I love the Jews. Yeah, yeah. Because his neighbors probably fucking hated them. That's the thing. Mm, yeah, I, I think it's also like a white Nebraskan. I don't think you would like, you would expect him to be Jewish. Yeah. You know, yeah, but I, I, I think Warren Buffett's an interesting one because he's so unlike the typical finance like MD or, or private equity. Like he's so sociable. And he's so like, what's called philanthropic. Like it's just so different to your new, normal hedge Is fund he? manager. Philanthropic? Yeah. He's donated 99% of his net worth or pledged to. Really? Yeah. So he's part of- um, so Oh, the Bill Gates. Yeah. Bill Gates has a pledge where, you, where yeah. when you die, you donate 99%, but he's already donated 40%. Jeez. Like he, I think he would be the richest person on earth if, had, like, if you include his, char- his um, philanthropic contributions. Wow. He's, he's done so much for like- for, Good on him. He works with, the, he gives most of it to the Bill, and, uh, Bill Gates and Melinda Foundation. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's that's one charity that I do trust. Yeah. That's one of the very few that I reckon like they're really doing their best to make sure the money goes to the right people. I think it's such a hard thing with charity because if you like, if you were saying, okay, I'm going to donate to one specific person through like World Vision or something. So yeah. like I'm, I'm helping this dude mm. or this family. It's like, well, then, you know, you're not helping the wider community. You're not really helping solve the problems that are causing these issues. But then if you give it to the fucking Red Cross or something, the fucking the director of the Red Cross is going to be making four hundred thousand a year, no mm. doubt. Like, which is fair but, enough. Yeah, to some extent. Like, uh, look, you, you to find you, a good director, you got to pay for it. You need to attract people for sure. Yeah. But it is nuts when you start realizing that heaps of what gets donated is not. But, like, yes, I think I've said this on the there. pod before, man. I used to sell charities and like raffle tickets to these charities. Well, because it was a raffle, it wasn't technically a charity, but it went to like uh, it went to the to the soldiers, the RSL. The Retired Soldier League or something like that. Is that and, what it um, stands for? Something like that. Retired Soldiers oh, League shit. or something like that. Retired Service League maybe? So that's the one. Retired yeah. Service League. And um, so every single hundred dollars that was donated, two dollars would go to the foundation. Like two dollars mm. would go to the people, to the cause. Yeah. And to be fair, like Bill and Melinda Gates, like most companies have to show what percentage actually goes to the cause. I think the best charities, like the most well-run organizations do about 40%. Which is which is incredible. Like to make a company profitable at 40% is, is yeah. very hard. So to do that with a chari- with charitable organization and have CEOs and and have like board of you know board of directors and all that and still have forty percent going to the cause, not easy, man. Yeah, like because uh, because and the other thing is like some problems can't be solved with money, some can. Yeah. So it's like which which problems are you going to prioritize? Like personally, I would much rather give money that's going to go towards like Bill and Melinda Gates do a lot of uh, scholarships. Do so they? like to Oxford Uni, to Cambridge, like all these top oh, unis, I they have like that. 20, 30 scholarships for people to have full th- ride okay. in disadvantaged locations. I thought a lot of the money went towards like environmental stuff. A lot of it is environmental as well. Like okay. they have so many different ones, but like if, if you're solving a problem that can be tackled with money, that's good. Yeah. I think a lot of problems can't be tackled with money and people throw money at the problem and it does nothing. Such as? Such as, I think a lot of Climate like- change is a massive one, I would say. Huh? Climate the money change. does go towards that. I know, but meaning like, it's not a problem that can be solved with just money. Right now, like we're still, you know, the manufacturing industry, like, uh, you know, mining, uh, timber, like all this shit is fucking killing our, killing our yeah. environment and putting money towards shit. It's not- But the money goes towards research and development towards getting to net zero, which doesn't mean necessarily stopping. I don't think it does, bro. I, th- I think it goes towards fighting climate change. Like things, are, problems are happening. Now we're gonna build enclosures. We're gonna, like, but it doesn't solve the root problem. Like it, it helps fight the symptoms of climate change. I read um, Bill Gates' book yeah. about climate change and stuff. And I think- a lot of the money that goes towards his um, foundation goes towards solving for problems. There was a um, solving climate change problems, but there was one thing that you take, you, 
you take gas, I think, and turn it. In. Oh fuck, I can't remember. So it turned methane. Into yeah, yeah, into yeah. Exactly. Oh, you collect yeah. the methane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something yeah. Like that. And there's like a lot of research going towards that. So I, I think that if Bill Gates is is like going to fight this problem, he'll yeah. do it the right way. Yeah. But I think a lot of people might like they might be like, okay, this is affecting um, like penguins are dying. We're going to have them and put them into enclosure, which is yeah. great. Like it, it helps. Like it's a, it's what you would call a downstream solution. Like like your like a band aid solution. It helps like the the problem, but it doesn't solve the issue, which is the fact that like we don't have an alternative for fucking oil and gas. We don't have an alternative for wood. We don't have an alternative. Like uh, the problem won't be solved until there's a better solution that's environmentally Yeah, but that, that's what R and D is for, right? Well, but that's the thing. The government doesn't give sponsors to these companies that are going to do that. Yeah, and it, it's very like you need an Elon Musk who just was hell rich before, doesn't need money, and now is going to go ahead and do this for the planet. And no I really don't like Elon Musk as an example. I'm not going to lie. Why? You know that a huge pro, uh, huge part of his income on Tesla is selling fucking energy credits. Yeah, selling the credits. I think that's so scummy. Why? Because it essentially creates, it, it makes uh, companies that are not fucking economically viable, right? It yep. makes them look like they are on the books because they just use money to pretend like there yeah, is That would all be in the financial statements. I know, but I, I don't, I, I think it's, you shouldn't be able to sell them in my opinion because it makes, it means that the gas and the mining companies, they don't change, they just buy the credits. So mm. they might lose some yeah. fucking down, uh, they, instead, sorry, instead of using the money to try and resor- uh, research like renewable energies and shit, they're just like, oh, let's just buy the fucking credits so we don't get killed with the tax. This is why I'm okay with it, bro. Like I, I, that perspective makes total sense and I get that. This is my perspective on it though. I reckon it's for someone like Elon Musk with a company like Tesla, yep. where he's like so negatively, uh, sorry, so positively carbon neutral. Like he's so ahead of it versus behind it. Um, you know, it takes a lot of fucking resources to do that. And they barely were profitable prior to the like to the current years where he just exploded. So like, what do you have to do to get more money? Like, you, what are you gonna do? Just have massive losses? Like, no, to, to be able to, I, I, whatever he's doing, I want him to, to be doing more of it. And if he needs to sell these carbon credits to be able to have more money and have more investors and have more appealing financials and be able to release out more cars that can have electric. I know electric at the moment isn't carbon neutral, but it can become carbon neutral a lot better than gas can. Sure. Right, so like, so I like the idea that he could make money from being carbon neutral, and I, there's an incentive for being carbon positive. You know? I know what you mean. Like to you me, can sell those credits. To me, it just it would feel like if Greta Thunberg was preaching about fucking climate change, and then she went and kicked a penguin as she walked yeah. on stage. Like no, I no, just no, feel she like she sold that, that. She just got rewarded for those incentives. For yeah, being he's like, still trying. Like you're carbon neutral and actually better than that, and now you're getting paid for it. I've just I've heard a lot of things that have kind of started to sway my opinion on Elon uh, yeah. over the years, and. It just seems to me that potentially he's putting this mask on as the eco guy when in actual, like in actual fact, he just realized there's a gap in the market if you take advantage of these credits. Yeah. And I could be wrong and maybe he comes in and he doesn't do that, but it, it, it just, I don't know. It wouldn't it explain bit, like SpaceX and then- I don't think SpaceX is necessarily a carbon neutral <laughs> experiment. No, though. but like the reason for it is to build another civilization on another country. But oh, another, even SpaceX, bro, he was the first to fucking do multiple use uh, rockets. Like sure. how, and and the way he explains on these like he, he goes on these like um what's it called webinars and fucking and things and he's just like like when I go into this industry I just see a lot of stupidity yeah. like people are using the same rocket one time yeah they just use a rocket throw it away like a disposable camera and he's like you know it's not that difficult yeah. to make a reusable rocket you just keep using it and then the thrusters can fuck off and we just keep using the rocket and he and he goes ahead and does it yeah. and then he sees the problem in Adelaide where we have fucking what is it called. What was the thing he did with Adelaide? He hasn't done it. He was he's pledging he, to build like a super battery. I thought he already did it. No, no, no. Yeah, oh, either way, like with the solar battery, like solar was a great thing, but there was no reliable um, at home battery that could hold enough electricity that this, the solar panel could store there. So you'd have to sell it back to the grid at a, at a discount and then use the grid at night. 
And then he just invented the fucking Powerball, which just like, it was just the best thing by far. There's the, no competitors for it. The issue is we don't have the ability to store electricity on mass, which I think was the South Australia thing. I thought he was trying to build the world's biggest battery essentially. Yeah. Cause right now batteries can only store so much, but in order to run an entire country without gas or uh, or coal or something like that, it'd be pretty much impossible for us. That's why Adelaide was having fucking, they, they were trying to push their renewable shit so hard and they had statewide blackouts because yeah. they just didn't have enough energy on the grid. So I think because gas is actually a lot cleaner than um, than coal and, yeah. and oil and all that kind of shit. Yeah. So they're trying to push the gas and then eventually go net zero. Well, bro, you know um, something that he says, bro, you know how um, someone asked him on the Nelk podcast, like, um, we're getting, we're getting like, um, like, what can you do about aging? Mm. And he was just like, I, I, he reckons he can easily push the age to 120. I don't remember that in the podcast. Yeah, he, he was like, was I, he's own? like, he's like, look, if I spend a couple of years on this, I can probably make people live longer. Really? Like, he's like, he's like, I, I think, like, I know what to do. And, and then the nutrition so, would be the biggest thing, surely. Well, so, well I don't, I'm not too sure, but then they were telling him, why, why don't you do it? And he's like, I don't want humans to live longer. Like, I think that humans should live for the age that they are. And then there's a certain point where you need to like, cause then you would have people that are working until they're 90 years old, right? Yeah. Cause you're living until 120, right? Yeah. And then you have people with like, t- imagine the, like the things you could do with 80 years of experience in a field. Like just amazing, just yeah. the human progression would be insane. I've had this thing of late where I've been thinking like, it's nuts when you hear someone who's been in an industry for ages and they say they've only got 30 years experience. And you're like 30 years, obviously a long time, but you know, I'm expecting the fucking goats of an industry to have 50 years. But then you start realizing like, what did they 20. start at 20? Yeah, yeah they started start at 20. 20. What are they, 70 when this is happening? They haven't yeah. left the industry for 30 years. Yeah. That's, it's, it's so fucking But imagine if we rare. extended our fucking age and then all of a sudden you could have 60, 70 years of yeah. one person perfecting everything they know and building upon it. Like, mm. I feel like that's probably the barrier for us to explode as a species and go into planetary and all that kind of shit. Imagine if someone had been a CEO for 30 years yeah, that's of nice. a massive company. Like, so he, like literally every single problem he's done a hundred times. That so would he, be he a would, stressful life. Well, he could, well, I mean, at a certain point, you would just be so good at just avoiding problems. And because, like you would know exactly, oh, okay. like, you know exactly what would happen if you raise funds. You, you've done it 10, 25 times. Yeah. You've done it like you've done it so many times that you just can just steer the shit perfectly. And you just grow, grow, grow. And like, you know what the problem is with growing too fast versus growing too slow. Like you just know everything. You just- I think there'll still be so many fires to put out because there are so many uncontrollable events dealing with like multiple people under you and everything. No, that's true. That's true for sure. What do you guys think? One of the things Elon always talks about is Neuralink, right? So essentially you're essentially making people, uh, is it called androids? What's the thing where they're like part human, part machine or something? Um, Cyborg. Cyborg, yeah. And so, so that like essentially in theory, you would have access to the internet within your brain. Yeah. And let's say this works seamlessly. No one got fucking cancer from having a metal yeah, chip yeah. in their head. Do you think that would make people more cold because they have access to every fact they could possibly do at the thought? They don't have, even have to like manually think and look in and research. They can download all of this information and process it. And because it's in your brain, you don't have to read through every sentence like you would with an article. In theory, you just essentially just download the information, right? What's the difference between that and just having your phone? Well, with the phone, you still have to manually read it. So but in apart, theory, from the, apart from the one minute of inconvenience, I feel like it will be there and we would barely use it. No, think about a book. Yeah. Think about a book, right? In order to read a book, how, how long do you reckon it would take to read a 500 page book? Fucking depends on maybe a month. Yeah. So with a computer, if you were trying to download the information on that book into a computer, take an hour, maybe. Oh, as in, and then you also to digest it in a minute? Yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm digest, saying. If oh, okay. you're, if Digesting you're in, information in a minute would be crazy. Exactly. But okay. would you have access to almost too much information that you start losing the arts and the fucking music and shit like that because people become so analytical? I, I think it's such a far away thought because like the purpose of it right now is to help like people who are like yeah. paraplegic and stuff. Like I mean, that'd be it's, sick, it's not for 
Like I, yeah, I don't think information. downloading information, I don't think we're at that matrix level yet where you can just download a course and you're good. Uh, but I don't think we're at the level where they can solve nerve damage and shit. No, but like that's, that's, that's the, what they're trying to do right now. But like in terms of end goal is what I mean. Like yeah. Elon's spoken about it with Joe Rogan at the, the I, ability I think, of humans. I think that's a classic Elon move where he's just trying to get people hyped up yeah. for something. That's, that's another reason I, I feel like Elon is all talk. No, no but, shut the well, fuck up, He's definitely not up, all bro. talk because he does Shut things. up. Yeah, he is but he's so successful the roads in so many ways. The Roadster was like announced fucking five years ago. The yeah. fucking Cybertruck was announced three years ago. It takes forever, bro. Takes forever for the, these things take time. Speaking yeah, of, though, I don't know if I don't know how many people release. Just fucking, before we move off, sorry, there's something I wanted to say. Yeah, I reckon that we already are cyborgs, because you think about you got a human, like you think about the individual, like what a human can do, and then you think about what a human can do with a phone in his hand. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty nuts. The thing about like like the possibilities, you can mm. you can literally do anything. You just download instructions and you just go to buy the tools and you're done. Yeah, like I I think like yeah, when you think about what the capabilities are of a human with a phone in his in his hand. You're, it's like, it's another species. Mm. Like, and, and I think that, yeah. So I think we're already cyborgs. I think having in our brain is going to add no difference. I think we're, if anything- oh, I mean, it definitely would have a, add a difference. If you could download if you information. Can, yeah, if you could just process information in two seconds. But yeah, but I think downloading courses and shit, that's the whole other thing. Yeah. But yeah just yeah. having the information available and you can search it in Speak your head. Speak any language. Oh, I hope, I mean, it, I think it'd be interesting if we lost languages, if everyone just spoke English. It'd be interesting to see yeah, what would happen. Yeah. I wouldn't like it, I don't think. I think the the world is good because there's differences. If everyone's the same, it doesn't sound like a great world. Yeah, I, I can see that, man. I can definitely see that happening. Because traveling would be so much less interesting. Yeah, if I, you go like- No, nah, because the culture's still there. Yeah, the, the culture, culture will be the there. Language, but, but language is built into the culture. You look at like, uh, you look at Spanish and the South Americans, it's a very flamboyant language, it's a very romantic language and that's built into their culture. Yeah. Versus you look at fucking Japanese, very short, direct, punctual. I think they'll still. I'll st- I think I reckon they'll still be around. Yeah, I think people will always be different in different areas. And like when you go to the beach, you'll have a different person than an hour away from the beach versus ten hours away from the beach. Like, I think that people will always be different in the like people will adapt to their context, and that like the context will just be changed. I know, but know? I just think if we all spoke English, I don't know. I feel like the the adventure of traveling wouldn't be the same. Yes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, man. Like I, I know some people like it when they go to countries and they can the other people speak the language. But I feel like it's way more interesting when you're like having to fucking battle with Google Translate to like mm-hmm. communicate to yeah, someone and all this kind of shit. Yeah, but that can get really annoying. It gets annoying, bro. For sure. It, living in a, in a different country and not being able to speak, it could be a pain in the ass. But like, yeah. I don't know. Makes life unique. Yeah. Mm. What were you about to say? Oh, well, this was like related back to the Elon situation. Oh, yeah? No, I was just curious about like when it comes to Tesla and stuff, a lot of people argue that they're like terrible for the environment because of the batteries. I was curious on like your yeah, thoughts on that. Like it, it does the pros outweigh the cons to you guys. But every car needs a battery. Exactly. I mean, a battery of that size though? Yeah, it's, it's a, a massive, massive battery. battery. That's the thing. Mm. Like uh, like building huge batteries. There, there are massive uh, limitations that come when you look at these renewable resources where you need to store the, because like coal is, the, the, uh, the energy stored in coal is in the rock. You know what I mean? Okay, like yeah. by, like the, pro, the breaking down of the rock, but with like solar, you need to store that energy. Otherwise you can't be using it. They, we don't get enough stream of solar in order to uh, power the main grid. You um, reckon? No, 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 you don't. But things are getting more efficient. Like, you know, as you get more and more, like as things get more, you know, advanced, batteries get smaller and smaller and smaller and they can hold longer and longer battery life and you can do more things within that battery life. But the battery's like, it's still like 1500 milliamps. It's the same, it's the same, uh, what's it called? Battery rating, but you can do a lot more and you have a longer battery life. And you're right. Things are getting more efficient. But it's, it's different when you're powering an entire city or a country on it. Like you, we, the biggest limitation right now for renewable resources is the ability to store it. That's yeah, okay. the current predicament for them. Yeah. And at the moment in Adelaide, they're using, uh, I think, 
uh, they're using solar and wind. Wind is actually apparently the best bang for your buck in Australia, at least. Oh yeah, because you can you don't have to have you know a massive coal power plant where this is where it is. You can put up ten wind farms here and then move over. You know, a certain because it's got a small footprint essentially. Yeah, but Tasmania has um, heaps of them. Yeah, I'm sure. Bro. But they use I think they use it for the main grid, but then uh, they have the gas running essentially as the emergency grid, right. or maybe it's the opposite. But well, it's it works like uh, like that. Oh, How's how this for a way to store store um store electricity? I saw this thing back in physics back in like fucking six years ago. There was this country and what they were doing is that they would have um they would have like waste. They would go to the what's it called? What's the place where they like crush cars and stuff? The scrapyards. Scrapyards, yeah. yeah. So what they would do is that they would get all the scrap there that weighed tons. And they would put it on a on a ramp, and they would store electricity by having it. Like they would elevate the the ramp up, and then in order to get the electricity out, you just drop it, and the kinetic energy was what it would have mm. the like it would slowly drop down and charge the battery. Oh, and the kinetic cool. energy, that's and they would store it in the in the kinetic energy. They would just lift it higher and higher, and and that's that's where they got the kinetic energy from. They would store it up. Are they are they storing? Are they moving it through a magnetic field? What do you mean? I, I don't know how. I, I guess you would push it up just like with a normal pusher. But then on the way down, it would charge down. But surely you still need to, you need energy in order to push it up. Yeah, that. so that's that you use the energy pushing it up and it stores it up there. Mm. And then when you need it, then you then lower it down and then it charges with kinetic mm. energy. Interesting. That shit's so fucking interesting. I wonder how efficient it is. Like I bet you use a hundred to go up and then you get 30 going down. Yeah, exactly. If that. Yeah. No, it'll be interesting to see where we go. I feel like uh, there was a scene in House of Cards where there was like this main super millionaire rich guy and he was like one of the bad guys yeah and they were talking about like nuclear power and he's like the nuclear power argument is a, like a social one or a political one yeah it's yeah. like it's also you, in bill gates book yeah if you look at energy wise like it's the best source of energy we have right now yeah it's super cheap all the gas that comes out is fucking steam and shit so it doesn't destroy the atmosphere like the that. waste well yeah you got to store the nuclear waste but even storing nuclear waste these days isn't as bad as it used to be it's not like Jesus. you're just polluting a river or something like that and like it would be so good for australia if the world went nuclear, because what? we have so much plutonium and uranium and shit like that. Really? So it'd be cheap, uh, cheap energy for us and fucking great export to- Oh, to that's so interesting. Yeah. I wonder how far away we could put it from like a big city where people would be like, ah, you know what? If it does have a meltdown, she'll be all right. Put in like the middle of Australia. Not in the middle, because you need to transport put it. Put in at one like, point. But yeah, like if, 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 you, if, if it dies- Anywhere west. If you yeah. put it in Gold, uh, Goldburn, Goldburn. Or if you put it in fucking, what's that city that's after uh, Bathurst? Ooh, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, like, but like, if you put it all the way back there, yeah, like two hours away, two three hours away, and then you transported the electricity over. I would like. I mean, I get. I guess getting the government approvals would be one thing, but I reckon people would be more okay with it being like fucking in but fucking nowhere. We literally mm. have the best environment for it because we don't sit on any fault lines, so we don't have risks of tsunamis or earthquakes or any of this kind of shit. Yeah. So like, you know, when it's on Japan and there's a fault line going directly through Japan, <laughs> it makes sense that fucking Fukushima. Wait, what's a fault line? Uh, tectonic plates oh, where like shit. the plates connect. So like New Zealand is directly on a fault line and that's why Christchurch is always like fucking shaking and shit. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> but that's, what that's why we don't really get earthquakes. I think you might be able to get seismic activity, but it's not like when you're on a fault line and the two plates are crashing yeah. together. Bro, this is this place, I, don't, I can't remember where it is, but you can dive between the yeah, tectonic plates. I've seen that. It's in, uh, it's near like Norway or Iceland or something. Yeah, like that. I think yeah, it's Iceland. I think that's what it is. Bro, it's literally, so you know, like there's the crust. Like, yeah, which is what we're standing yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. And these tectonic plates kind of move and stuff like this. There's a place you can dive where there's the gap between the tectonic plates and you can swim between yeah. them. That's so where what, the earthquakes happen. Like when they, when so they like, 
what does that mean though? If you're like swimming between, but you can you can see how the tectonic plates look like. Yeah. Oh like no you dive, way. Like you dive between two tectonic plates. There's literally like all these weird wildlife and like yeah. plants and shit Wait, so that just videos exist. of it. And stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah we should watch it. that after this. Yeah, yeah for bro, sure. It's, it's so interesting. Anyway, lads, we've been uh, talking for a while here. Hope yeah. you've enjoyed this podcast. Fucking um, we'll travel s- episode. I like it. Yeah. yeah. And if you guys want to tune into the Patreon, well, we've got a lot of spicy things that we've got to talk about. Gang uh, So check out the Patreon, the Milk Bucket After Dark Boys, and we'll see you guys next week. See ya.